This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of the Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. And he is the creator and founder of the website, redeemthegame.com. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. All right, everybody, I'm doing a podcast today on fear and anxiety, and here's why I'm doing it. Today is game day. It's our first game. We had a scrimmage last week, and we treated it as a game, but this week it actually counts. So when it actually counts, I don't know about you guys, fear and anxiety start to become overwhelming. But let me take you back a year ago, or let me take you back a long time ago. My whole entire life, I guess I never really realized it was anxiety and fear and worry, but I've been consumed with anxiety and fear and worry. I I, I remember go go all the way back to college, and I remember, you know, I was the starting center, and I was starting, and then the coach tried to make a a competitive, like I was number one, and then he tried to make it a competitive, and told me I wasn't good enough and then he moved like five people to center I did not sleep through the whole camp I was fighting for my job I was laying down at night and I couldn't sleep because I was worried and stressed and at the time I didn't really think that anything was wrong with that or anything was bad with that I just thought that how was how I was and I remember you know when I first went into the Air Force you know, I remember the day I was supposed to go meet the colonel and report to the colonel. I was so stressed out. Just don't, I don't even know from what. Just, just fear and worry and maybe I wouldn't measure up. Maybe I'd say something wrong. You know, all these things. Now, I've always been a worker. And, you know, I'll work 24 hours a day and I'll just work, 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 work. But what happens with all that is, is you start to develop these, this OCD behavior. You have fear and you have worry. And then you start to develop these behaviors that fill in the gap for your fear and your worry. So I'm going to take you back to last year. So last year, you know, you really don't know that you're going through all this stress and all this worry and we had won three state championships and going into the 2017 or 2018 football season we had won 36 games in a row and it sounds glorious and it sounds great and and but it's not because you become your identity becomes a 36 game win streak or we have to win the fourth state championship or you know all these different ors and we have to do this and we have to do this and we have and if i don't do these things i'm not living up to what people think that i should do so man just this fear and this worry is consuming you and it's the fear and worry of i have to win i have to win i have to win you are scared to death all week long of losing all right so fast forward we keep going throughout the year we get into the playoffs and so here we are, we're making our run for our fourth straight straight uh, state championship, and, and we're supposed to win it. We, we have the best players, and we have the most talent, and, and we should win. You know, I'm not saying that I'm the best coach. You know, I'll say I'll be the first person in the world to say 
the best coaches have the best players. We all read about Nick Saban and his process and this and that, but it's great and all, but he's got the best players. And, and when he didn't have the best players, his process didn't really work. All right, so I'm not sitting here saying I'm the best coach. I, you know, for, for whatever reason, I'm in a spot where in my classification, we have a lot of really good players compared to everybody else. And those teams with other good players, but we're supposed to win. That's stressful. And um, so, man, I'm going, so I just become even more, uh, this fear is driving this OCD behavior. Like on Wednesday after practice, when everything should be done, I'm still like diligently working on Thursday, drawing up all these plays. Like, like I'll probably run power 25% of the time in a game if it's there maybe 30, 35% if it's there, and I'm drawing power on Thursday. Do y'all realize that in my life I've probably run the play power probably a, more than a thousand times? So what in the heck am I drawing up power for? It's like me drawing up how to eat Cheerios. It doesn't make any sense, but this is OCD behavior, and what you're doing is you're scared to death that you might lose, so you start filling in the gap of these, of these spots where you should be able to relax and you're filling it with diligent work. And then at night you can't really sleep peacefully or restfully because you're, in your subconscious you are scared to death to lose. And then we get into state championship week last year and we're preparing and there's so much stress, there's so much worry and all this kind of stuff and my body snapped. I'm sitting in church one day, and all of a sudden, man, my heart, I mean, I'm, I'm in church. I didn't think I was worrying. I didn't think I was stressing. And all of a sudden, my heart just, rate just jacks up. My whole body starts going crazy. I couldn't control my thoughts. I couldn't control my mind. And you're going to think I'm crazy. I really thought, I'm dying. I'm going to die today. All right? I really honestly thought that. And, and I spent the night in the hospital. And I thought that night, man, I was like in my prayer, like, Lord, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to meet you. I mean, I honestly thought that. And you can think, well, you are just insane. Yeah. I mean, but if, <laughs> that's where I was. So anyways, man, so, so that started a seven-week just hellacious spout that I went through trying to get control of my mind and my thoughts and man my sleep became horrible uh, man there's nothing worse than 10 o'clock at night you're so tired and you can't go to sleep and you're not sleeping and and I'm not stressed or worried about anything we had just won the state championship everything's done but but my but my body had broke my mind had broke everything and so man through prayer through all these different types of things you know eventually God brought me out of that so here I am in the 2019 football season, and I think God allowed me to go through that. And it was an awful deal for seven weeks. You know, unless you've been through it, you do not understand what I'm talking about. And so here we are during football season, and I'm trying to kill all OCD behavior. No drawing up the plays over and over again that you know backwards and forwards. And if you think about coaches that are listening, if you think about a football game, I think about the state championship game last year. All the stupid plays that I drew up in my office that were kind of unique to that particular team and to that particular offense, none of them worked. I mean, excuse me, that particular team and that particular defense, none of those plays worked. 
And do you know what plays scored? The ones that we run all the time. Uh, you know, skinny post to, to our number two wide receiver that we run all the time. That's installed day one. We, we scored on what I call uh, Power X. We call it something different, but we, it's Power X. It's the power play, blah, blah, blah. We scored on that. We put that in day one. We scored on a bubble screen. I think you put that in in third grade. And we don't even practice the bubble screen. We didn't even practice the bubble screen. Didn't even think it was open. What, what's the point? <laughs> well, the point is all these things that happen in a football game, you have no control over. I don't even know what defense they're going to run against me, even though I'm drawing up our plays versus a specific defense all week. But 80% of the time, it, I might as well not even have practiced that week because they don't run the defense that we've practiced against. So, we, But we worry and we fear. Do I have everything right? Do I have the perfect play call at the perfect time? Do I have this? Do I have this? Are we going to fumble? Are we going to turn the ball over? All these things we don't control, and we have all of this fear, and it builds up. So yesterday, I've been doing really good. I'm not going to have OC. I'm going to work really hard. You know, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. But any OCD behavior... I'm, I'm, I'm killing and I actually have time to do more things <clears throat> and to be more diligent in areas I need to be diligent in but uh, so you know so yesterday I started to feel a little bit of fear and what was my fear here's my fear what if we lose and like this voice in my head what if we lose what if you can't get a yard? Now, this is normal for me. This is normal behavior. What if you can't get a yard? What if you can't do this? What if you can't do this? And I'm, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And then right then I was like, Lord, kill it. Kill it. Get my mind on something else. Let me have joy. Let me have peace. And let me focus on what we can do. Because it's hard as a football coach because we watch Wednesday practice film and everything's supposed to be perfect on Wednesday, but it's not perfect on Wednesday. Our kids are still making mistakes, but it's game number one. They're still going to make mistakes. In, the, in football and in, in sports, it's a constant growth throughout the year. You make this mistake, you improve it. You fix it. You make this mistake, you fix it. You make this mistake, you fix it. You make this mistake, you fix it. That's what football is all about. But I started to have the, all this fear, and right when I started to get that fear, because it's paralyzing, and you can't really function when you start to get that fear. And that doesn't mean I can't walk around and say hey to people. But, but man, just like there's a para you feel paralyzed in your thought process because you have all this fear. And that fear, I mean, it's, it's a category of anxiety. You're, you're anxious over the game and maybe that you'll lose. Well, I don't know about you guys. I don't want to live my life in fear of what may happen. I want to live my life in excitement to be successful with all the things that we've been working on. And then if we do fail, be excited that we can go back and improve the next day. And so that is my big focus this year and I've been doing a really good job and my wife called me yesterday and she was anxious and she was we got stuff going on in our house somebody's fixing some stuff at our house and she's, she had a lot of anxiety because she didn't know the right decision to make we could do a b or c and so she calls me she's like I don't know what to do I'm like you know d don't worry about it and I'm usually the worrier and here's the deal 
At our house, we have decisions A, B, or C. We don't know which decision is right, which decision is wrong. So you know what we have to do with decisions A, B, and C? We gotta get down on our knees and we gotta ask God to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. We have to ask God to counsel us with His eye upon us. And then we must, after we do that and we have a peace about what we should do, we should then move forward with confidence, trusting in the sovereignty of God. Okay, God led us here. God has showed us this is the right path. Now go with confidence. It's the same thing as a coaching staff. You know, on Sunday afternoons and Monday, we develop the game plan. Okay, this is what we're going to do. And all week long at practice, we work at it. And we make our kids watch film. And we do all these things. And we really make them work. And we make ourselves work. Okay, by the time practice is over on Wednesday, we're going to clean some things up on Thursday, watch some more film. But go forward with confidence and be free, trusting in the sovereignty of God. It, God knows whether we're going to win or lose tonight. And there's nothing I can do to trump God's will in that. The only thing that I have control over is to do my very best with what He's been giving me. Now, no amount of worry and no amount of stress and no amount of fear on this day on Friday or on last night on Thursday is going to have any impact on the game whatsoever. No matter how many times I draw up a certain play that I think may work, that doesn't make it going to work on Friday night. And so God, when we rest in Christ and we rest in the sovereignty of God, and we abide in Him, we start to exude the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, gentleness, kindness, uh, faithfulness. I'm probably forgetting one. It's from Galatians 5, 24 and 25. I'm out here at the football field walking around, so I don't have my Bible on me, but it's in Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit. We, God wants us to have love, joy, peace, patience. He wants me to have peace and joy and patience on a Friday night. He wants me to have peace and joy and patience on Thursday night when I'm at home with my family and not be in my mind stressing out and worrying and having fear over the unknown that I have no control over. Enjoy this day. And that takes me back to Matthew 6. In Matthew 6, I don't know the exact verses. I know verses 33 and 34 say this. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In verse 34 it says, Do not be anxious for tomorrow, for today, for today has enough worry of its own. So, now, before verses 33 and 34 in Matthew 6, He's talking about, Why do you worry? Does God not take care of the birds? Does God not take the flowers and, and, and give them a, majest, a majestic look? Does He not take care of all of these things? And yet you think the one that He has made in the image of God and for His glory and His honor, you think He won't take care of you? Those are lies from the pits of hell. Fear is a lie from the pits of hell. We worship a sovereign God who is eternal. And our souls are eternal. And right now we are on a earth that is full of sin. 
And when we die, we are going to go and be with the Father in heaven where there is no sin. So the worst thing that could happen in our minds, the worst thing that could happen to us on this earth is death. But in God's eyes, He's like, you guys don't see it. That's the best thing that can happen to you. For when you die on this earth, you go to be with the Father in heaven where there is no sin. And how do I get there? By the blood of Jesus Christ who died, came and died on the cross for my sins. My salvation isn't even in my hands. My salvation for eternal life is not in my hands. It is in the hands of Jesus Christ and it has already been paid by Him dying on the cross for my sins by Him shedding His blood and bearing my punishment and the death that I deserve. So how in the world this Jesus who came and died on the cross for our sins and we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we now become sons of God. How on earth can we not go forth in each and every day in confidence in confidence that God is taking care of me and giving me exactly what I need. And I know that some of you guys out there, some of you guys have cancer. Some of you guys are suffering mightily. Some of you are suffering uh, in relationships. God wants you to put your trust in Him. And I think about the when I, when I read the, the Bible, I read about all these people being martyred. They're killed for their faith. And, and God is saying, go and preach the gospel. Go and be faithful even unto death. We are to trust God even unto death. We aren't to trust God that He'll heal us. We are to trust God even when He doesn't heal us and we will face death because we're all going to face death. We're all going to look death right in the eye. But our hope and our confidence is in Jesus Christ and in eternal life. And so all of these things, if our mind is consumed with all of, the, all of these things, there is no fear that we should live with. Even if God calls you to a third world country where they're killing Christians and He calls you to preach the gospel, we are to go with no fear, trusting whether I die or whether I live. This is the sovereign will of God. And like Paul said in the Bible, I cannot remember where, he said, to die is gain, to live is Christ. To die is gain, I go and be with the Father free from this sin, free from this death that I have in this body that makes me worry, that makes me stress, that makes me have fear, that's just sinful. But for right now, God has me here on this earth. And while He has me on this earth, it is for Christ. And coaches, what we have to do is we have to quit idolizing winning. We have to quit making winning our God. Because when winning is your God, you have no joy. The only thing that you worry about. You don't, you don't, you're not excited about winning. You walk around with a fear of losing. And when you have that fear of losing, you can be sure winning is my God. And I'm so scared. I'm so scared I won't have it because winning is my identity. And what if I don't have it? Then I don't have my identity. I've lost my purpose. I've lost who I am. I've lost all these different things. And God wants us to die to that because in that is slavery. So all you coaches out there, 
Go tonight with confidence. Go tonight with no fear. Trusting in the sovereign hand of God. That's what Proverbs 21.31 is all about. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. It's not saying that God's going to give me victory. I make the horses ready for battle. We make them ready for battle. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or excuse me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you're a college coach, it's, it's <clears throat> you know, your days. But we make the horses ready for battle. We prepare them. We coach them. We show them film. We do all these things. But the victory belongs to the Lord. Man, we do ball security all day long. I can't control whether they fumble or not. I do it in practice, but they might go out there and fumble. We throw the ball all the time in practice. I can't control whether the quarterback's going to be accurate or not. I I, I rep the offensive line more than anybody in the country. I can't control whether they're going to make a mistake or not. The victory belongs to God. Okay, in all of this, this is why I'm doing this today, because in all of this, when you trust in God and your pursuit of Him, and He is your identity, and He is your strength, and He is your rock, then you have peace and joy and patience. Then you can't wait to play on Friday night, because no matter what, God is sovereign, and no matter what, win or lose, this is going to make us better. How many of you guys have lost a game at the beginning of the year, and you come to find out only because you lost that game did you win a game in the playoffs. Had you not played that team and got beat by them, you wouldn't have found out certain things about your team and it helped propel you to victory in the playoffs. And that's the sovereign hand of God. Sometimes He gives us things that we think are not good, but Romans 8.28, for those who love God and are called according to His purpose, He works all things out for our good. So I hope you guys have a great Friday, and I hope you're not like me. Some of you aren't like me. My dad's not like me. He doesn't worry about very much. But a lot of you are like me. You want to win, and you're stressed, and you worry about losing. Don't fear losing. Pursue winning. Trust the sovereignty of God, and have a great, great Friday night. Win the day. Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you, first and foremost, for your Son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins so that we may have eternal life. Lord, the victory that we could not have, which is over sin and death, Lord, you came and died for us so that we are all victorious when it comes to eternal life and life in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would give us the fruits of the Spirit, Lord, that love, joy, peace, patience would rule in our hearts, Lord, that fear would die. Lord, love and joy, what's the opposite of love and joy and peace? Fear. And so, Lord, we pray for freedom, and Lord, that we would not live our lives in fear of what may happen, but we would live our lives in thankful gratitude for what you have done for us and dying on the cross for our sins. And Lord, in, in excitement for what each day holds. And Lord, may we work the, our, our hardest each and every day to bring you glory and honor and to serve you with all of our heart and our soul. And we just pray that you would free us from the bondage of worry and stress and anxiety and that our lives will be a shining light and bring glory to you. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Eternal God, unchanging, mysterious.
before 